Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. With so many people and nonprofits doing wonderful things in our community, it's fitting that we highlight the great work that they do especially during challenging times like what, we're, what we find ourselves experiencing currently. It's, it's always nice to hear positive, uplifting things, right? Nonprofits are all about serving, serving the community or a certain demographic, serving people that need assistance in some way, or offering a particular service that may be lacking in our community. Today, we're going to learn about two nonprofit organizations that serve men and women who exemplify the idea of serving. My first guest today is Tom Buck, who is the civilian chair of the Milwaukee Armed Services Committee. Welcome to the show today, Tom. Thank you very much, Jill. I really appreciate your uh, having us on. We're excited to hear all about what the uh, MASC is involved in and what you're doing. But uh, before we get into that, can you share with us why you became involved in the Milwaukee Armed Services Committee? Uh, certainly. It's not an unusual story. Uh, my father served in the United States Navy in World War II. I can remember uh, the day that he came home, uh, yet despite my uh, current age. And then my son served in the United States Marine Corps for 30 years, retiring as a bird colonel. He was a pilot in the Marines. And an interesting thing occurred in, in his career that linked him with my father's career in the military. And that was that during Desert Storm, when uh, his squadron was sent to uh, the Philippines to help the family members of those uh, who had been visiting when Mount Pinatubo erupted, uh, he wound up flying them to the island of Samar in the Philippines where my dad had been stationed during the war. Oh, how awesome is that? That must <laughs> that, have been a great way for them to connect, right? It, it was. They, they could talk to each other about that, but since I really did not serve, I was sandwiched in between them, except for my service in the United States Coast Guard Auxiliary. Um, I just always wanted to do something to give something back, both to our country, but also to the members of the armed services uh, who I admire. And the Milwaukee Armed Services Committee, the MASC, M-A-S-C as you called it, uh, provided an opportunity to do that in a significant way. Mm, well, that's awesome. Uh, what a w great way to give back. Um, how is it that you're specifically able to fulfill that goal of giving back by serving on the M-A-S-C or MASC, as you say? Well, we make uh, special efforts to acknowledge, to thank, and to honor those on active duty in the armed services of our nation, including the reserves and National Guard. And we have numerous activities that uh, we're making the effort to uh, carry out that are uh, significant, we hope, in giving them our thanks. And looking also back at some of those who served in other generations and trying to link current as well as uh, past members of our armed services is a part of what we do. We have a, a committee that um, consists of a mixture of current and past members of the military, 
and of course, a lot of talented, committed, and generous civilians who are making up this committee and, and doing a lot of the work. So that's, that's how we all get together and, and try to make things happen. Okay. Well, your primary focus, though, is on those who are currently active in the military, correct? That is correct. Okay. And why is that? Well, if you uh, look at our calendar in any given year, we'll note that there are celebrations such as Veterans Day, which is, actually goes back to the Armistice Day uh, and the end of World War I. Uh, and that's designed to celebrate all of our veterans, our, those who could be uh, having been active uh, in wars back as far as World War II. Now we've lost most of the other generation prior. And those who are our current veterans in, in more recent uh, conflicts, more recent service and, and those uh, who are our brand new veterans uh, who have just retired from their service or, or left the military. So that's for the, the veteran side. Then there's also Memorial Day. And on Mac Memorial Day, we remember those who have given their lives for us in the quest for freedom. And that's sort of a, a very significant thing to link to some of the people that we honor currently. Uh, most of the, the people who we run into from our armed services are very humble, very caring individuals. And if we would ever venture to call them heroes, they would more than likely say, I'm not a hero. The one who didn't come home is the hero. Yeah. The one who gave his or her life for our nation is the hero. And so it's, um, it's that kind of a thing that we, we do automatically and currently, and we, we have a lot of other patriotic celebrations, but Armed Forces Day was made and established to uh, celebrate those who are currently on active duty, uh, even if they're in the uh, reserves or the National Guard. And as we know, uh, many of those in the Guard and Reserves have been called to active duty within the last couple of decades. So they are also people who are, are currently serving in our opinion. And it's an honor to wear the uh, uniform of one of our services as or as we might call it, the cloth of our nation. Their sacrifices are occurring right now. And we should be both aware and grateful that they're willing to serve. And generally it's in locations and situations not of their choosing or making, but they are places where they stand in the gap for us and defend us and, and our freedom. Yes, many thanks. Uh, we send out to those that are serving men and women and their families, too. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure all the wonderful people listening today will want to know about all the wonderful things that MASC or MASC does to honor those serving in the military. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Tom is going to tell us all about that. So we'll be back in a moment. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community. I'm talking today with Tom Buck, who is the civilian chair of the Milwaukee Armed Services Committee. 
So Tom, uh, tell us a little bit more about the kinds of things you do to honor those in our military services. I'd like to start by mentioning the fact that uh, this is a week-long celebration. So immediately it becomes evident that we need to have a fair number of people involved. And in fact, uh, we do have a, a committee of about 20 or 30 individuals who work together. And there are also, also some uh, other organizations and military units that become involved with us. For example, I know that uh, you're going to be uh, interviewing in the next segment, Josh Sova of the USO. Uh, Josh is one of our officers and uh, it provides just an awful lot of assistance for us and helps us make connections with the military sometimes when it's out of our reach. So that's an example of an organization that uh, is working together with us on this. We also work with the an organization called the ESGR, and that stands for Employer Support of the Guard and Reserve. The ESGR recognizes businesses that employ Guard and Reserve members, and they actually acknowledge the CEO of, of these various organizations and thank them at a breakfast, at which time we also make an award uh, to some member of the active guard and reserves who has uh, contributed a lot to the military and the community. That award is named for Richard Bong, who was one of the persons that uh, was a Wisconsin native and received the Medal of Honor for his service. He was a pilot in the Army Air Corps during World War II, came from Superior, Wisconsin. And we give awards in his name to members of the five services who are from the Guard and Reserve. And we do that at the ESGR breakfast. There are other organizations too that are very important to us. For example, the military organizations include the United States Coast Guard at Sector Lake Michigan the 128th Air Refueling Wing, which is a, a significant uh, contributor to the, uh, the, the financial welfare of our, of our state. Um, the United States Marine Corps, the in inspector instructor uh, for Fox Company, and the United States Navy Reserve, uh, both of these latter two units are located right across the street from the Coast Guard Sector Lake Michigan. So we have their, their um, commanding officers uh, involved in, in what we're doing and they make certain assets available to us uh, during this celebration period. Now I wanna to emphasize too that we're very careful about this because we're honoring the military and therefore we're not asking them to do all the work for the different events that we hold, but we wouldn't be able to do it without some of their involvement, such as encouraging their members to partake in, in these different events. So besides that ESGR breakfast, we have uh, three different service clubs, uh, two from Rotary and the Kiwanis, who put on luncheons on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of Armed Forces Week, respectively. And we invite all members of the uh, armed services in uniform. That means they have to be current reserve, current 
uh, National Guard or current active duty to come and they are our guests for the meal. And that uh, it's a, a very uh, pleasant thing to have them involved and, and we enjoy acknowledging them and introducing them and having one of them speak at uh, each of these different events. It must and be it, wonderful when you, uh, when you're involved in these events to see the reactions of these men and women uh, when you hold these events and you do these statements of appreciation. It is. It, it's very rewarding and uh, we feel good about doing that. Sometimes we actually embarrass them. Not, be <laughs> not because we tell stories about them or, or say things that uh, aren't true or aren't sincere, but because they are so uh, committed to what they're doing with such humility that uh, they just really don't want a lot of attention and acknowledgement, and yet we know that they appreciate it. Mm. So we have, we have a, uh, also a dinner on Monday nights uh, of Armed Forces Weeks. And um, at that dinner, one of the things that we do is acknowledge uh, a civilian who has contributed a lot uh, to the uh, armed services and our first recipient of, of the civilian award was Meg Jones of the Journal Sentinel, who is their uh, military reporter. Uh, that goes back a few years. We've had a number of others since then. And the second award we give that evening is for, um, we call it the uh, Wetzel Award. It's uh, in the name of uh, Gary Wetzel, uh, who had served in the army during the Vietnam conflict, was a door gunner in in uh, a helicopter uh, squadron and was uh, awarded the Medal of Honor for saving the lives of a number of people uh, in a very hot landing zone uh, where they encountered a lot of uh, fire from uh, the, the enemy. Gary wound up losing his arm and was, uh, uh, was awarded that uh, Medal of Honor but he is a, a great guy who continues to do everything uh, for the military that he can. And we're able to give awards in his name. And they've gone to Coast Guardsmen who have uh, rescued people, saved lives. They go to, uh, uh, we gave one posthumously to uh, uh, someone from the Army, who a non-commissioned officer who was killed in the line of duty, a helicopter pilot who saved a, a helicopter with loaded with uh, Marines who were uh, combat ready and a number of different people like that. We also do a, a golf outing. Um, while we, we invite all of the armed services members to the luncheons at no cost, we give them a reduced price at, at the golf outing because of uh, the amount of uh, cost involved with that. And we, uh, we honor them uh, on the golf course as well. Then on actual Armed Services Day, uh, we have uh, a military display at the Harley-Davidson Museum <clears throat> and uh, a support the troops ride um, that is uh, in the name of, of uh, one of the Marines who gave his life during the uh, conflict in Afghanistan. In addition to that, we also have the Lance Sijon Luncheon, which is the third award uh, event 
Lance Sijon is another local boy from Bayview, first graduate of the United States Air Force Academy to receive the Medal of Honor, although his was posthumous. And we give that award usually to someone who has done uh, something exceptional in their service uh, in one of the conflicts since World War II. So those kind of bring all of the events together at uh, different times. Obviously, we I have more interesting stories that I could tell if time would allow about some of the award recipients because we don't always know these great people, right. our neighbors. Right. And, you know, you talk about how so many of the servicemen and women that you talk to are humble and gracious. And I have to say that's what I have found. We have done a number of shows where we have interviewed either uh, veterans, uh, organizations that are serving veterans. You know, we are always talking with people who are very humble and uh, don't want to be looked at as, as heroes. They just say that they're just, they're doing their duty. I mean, and it's really, uh, it's really something. I think it's important for people to understand, because I didn't when we were first talking, that these events that you just shared, they actually take place during one particular week, correct? That is correct. The Milwaukee uh, does it probably as well or better than any other city in the United States. Of course but, we do. We're uh, Milwaukee. Well, that's what <laughs> they tell us, that we're the best. Um, but I don't mention that to toot our own horn, but to say that we have a community that really loves its armed forces. And everyone who comes here from, for example, another location when they rotate in and they're assigned to uh, Milwaukee, for example, at first they don't know what it's like until they meet the people and know what's going on. But we spend that whole week uh, prior to Armed Forces Day, and Armed Forces Day is always the third Saturday in the month of May. So we start usually Monday, the Monday prior to that, and we have uh, an, those events taking place from day to day to day. And we culminate with that support the troops ride and, and the uh, military display at the Harley-Davidson Museum on Armed Forces Day itself. Okay. And then there is... There is a ceremony or a wreath laying in the, in the river and uh, that celebration then uh, gives people a chance to come out and for no charge at all, uh, see the different military equipment and weapons that are in use today. Some of those of those that have been in use in years gone by and to meet some of the members of the active duty who are there with them. What a wonderful family outing that would be for families who have uh, relatives that have served and for those that have no reference at all. I mean, they would learn a lot, I would imagine. Um, I'm curious, has the COVID-19 shutdown had any effect on your events or your event schedule? Well, like most other things that uh, are occurring right around this time, and we're in the month of May, so that, that means there's effects on, on what we're doing. And most of our activities for the Armed Forces Week, which would be next week uh, beginning, or it would be the week uh, beginning with the 11th, I should say, 
uh, have been either canceled or postponed. Those that are going to take place are going to be virtual meetings. We have a speaker, for example, at the Tuesday Rotary Luncheon and the Wednesday Kiwanis Luncheon who will be meeting with us on a Zoom connection. And he, he is overseas right now. It's gonna be Captain Michael Brasser, who was uh, the first commanding officer of the USS Milwaukee the littoral combat ship that was built in Wisconsin and dedicated here, commissioned here in 19 or 2015. Other so, than that, yeah. So, I'm so sorry. you're you're you'll have to you had to shift things around given this current uh, situation that we're yes. in, and so uh, it's important for people to understand that this this is something that normally happens every year in May, um, but this May is, is a little bit different and we're just uh, rising to the challenge. Anyone, um, anyone who, can, who wants to keep track can go to our website, milwaukeearmedforcesweek.com. Okay, uh, and that was, uh, I actually wanted to ask, what can people do to be involved in the events or in supporting the Armed Forces Week activities? And you're saying that's where they should go to get the information? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, you've shared a lot of important information today. And, and uh, again, we wanna say thank you to uh, your father and your son, certainly, and uh, to all those that have, have served and are currently serving. Thank you for sharing your passion to, uh, to help out. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So the Milwaukee Armed Services Committee offers awesome events for one week of the year, mostly for those who are currently serving. Our next guest is gonna share how they're offering help and support 365 days of the year for those serving as well as for their families. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And my next guest today is Josh Sova. He is the executive director of USO Wisconsin, which is a statewide organization currently serving military and their families stay connected. Welcome to the show today, Josh. Thank you. So why don't we start out by having you explain to us what does USO stand for, for those that may not be familiar. Sure, USO stands for United Service Organization. We've been around for almost 80 years. It'll be 80 years in uh, February. And we've always supported military wherever they are and kept them connected to their families. It's very appropriate to be with Armed Forces Day because Armed Forces Day is celebrating current military. Veterans Day is veterans. Memorial Day is those who have passed. And Armed Forces Day is those who are serving. And that's where our focus is. And here in Wisconsin, there's a lot of things that we're able to do that a lot of people aren't aware of. Uh, USO still sends celebrities overseas. A lot of people think of Bob Hope. And yes. uh, USO is still, yeah, USO is still doing that. Uh, chain smokers, Scarlett Johansson, John Stewart, NBA players, NFL players. Um, and, and you hear stories from military all the time about how they felt isolated, they're away from home, and then being able to see a celebrity from back home, seeing a concert, it really reminded them what they were fighting for, and it lifted their spirits. And we have centers wherever there's military, whether it's Europe, South Pacific, uh, South Korea, Afghanistan, Djibouti. Uh, we'll drop in um, crates that are mobile USOs that uh, military can just set up for themselves. So we really try to take 
take, take care of military wherever they are. But right here in Wisconsin, people might not realize there's a huge presence of military that USO Wisconsin tries to take care of. Hmm. Well, what made you in particular want to work for the USO? Tell us your story. Sure. So I'd been in nonprofits for a few years and had a coworker who was a Marine. Uh, I had a grandfather who uh, was serving World War II. And uh, my coworker had talked about USO and uh, an experience he had had when he was overseas with it. And when the, an opening came up, I always felt like, um, like almost a guilt that I never served. And so I thought this was a chance for me to give back to those who did. And, and now after taking this job, I realized um, helping their families is just as rewarding because a military uh, service member's family has just as much sacrifice as they do. Having a spouse away for long periods of time, um, having to, to work and take care of kids and pay the bills. Um, so really uh, opened my eyes to what the families go through uh, as well as the service members. Hmm. Well, and thank you for doing that. That's wonderful. I mean, anybody that, that takes a passion that they have and turns it into a purpose is, is a great thing. Um, give us an overview of the type of missions uh, that, um, you know, the, the military that are serving in Wisconsin are involved in. Sure. So, you might not realize a service member, your neighbor or a coworker might be in the reserve or guard. You might not realize it. I think about 24,000 service members from the Wisconsin National Guard have deployed since 9-11. Uh, so they're getting deployed more and more now than ever. They, the National Guard used to just focus on uh, floods and domestic emergencies, but now they're getting, they're being used as reserve forces. So not only are they working their, their nine to five job and they have their family, um, they're still taking care of floods uh, when there's threats of riots in Milwaukee. They, they were deployed for that. Um, anytime there's something going on, they get activated to go help out. But now they're getting deployed. Uh, there's a unit in Ukraine. There's a unit in Afghanistan right now. And so there's, so there's military who are, are getting pulled in lots of different directions. Um, and, and their families, it, it wears thin on them. So the National Guard uh, does a lot of different things for us that you might not realize. But then there's also the reserve forces. There's a lot of um, Army reserve forces here in Wisconsin. There's active duty. Uh, there's families here in, in Wisconsin who have a loved one who's stationed somewhere else and they're not able to live with them. So there's about 15,000 current military who live in Wisconsin. And, uh, and then there's a lot of military who come and train in Wisconsin at Fort McCoy. And I think uh, it's important, as you just have mentioned, that you know, we, we, we honor those that are actually serving and sacrificing uh, for us, but we also have to realize that the families are as well, right? You know, yep. what are some of the challenges that um, the families face? So military families are worried about a loved one who is overseas or, or gone somewhere else, and they're still trying to figure out how to... Um, they're still trying to figure out how to make ends meet and still try to do the normal things that families do. And so what USO does is we have programs in place to support them. We're, we're, we're their support system. So uh, one of my favorite events that we do is a baby shower and uh, it's for spouses or women in the military who are able to come and we throw them a baby shower. They might not have an aunt or a sister who lives near them. So USO steps in and is that shoulder for them. And we play games and, and have presents and, um, it's like an Oprah show where we're giving out presents and everybody gets a car and it's oh, a real nice. fun event. And <laughs> the, the, the last one we had, we had a, a, a spouse come, a service member, and he was holding the baby. And uh, the and I, I got to talking to him. He was telling me about all these different things that he's done in the last year, just 
um, with getting deployed and, and other things. And, and he said that the USO events he's come to are, are holiday events with Santa Claus and this baby shower and the, the center at our airport. Uh, they, they've really helped his family uh, be able to go and relieve stress, not have to pay to, to go and have a fun activity. And it, it was really neat to be able to interact with not only the, the service member, but the, the family as well. And don't you uh, find a way to connect the family back home with the servicemen or, or woman? Yep, absolutely. Serving? So and that's one of the things that we, we try to figure out ways to do. So we have a, a video that we'll go and record of a service member reading a book before they get deployed. Then we give that book and the video to their child while they're deployed. And then they get a, a nighttime story from their parent when they're gone. We have uh, Wi-Fi in places, for example, in Fort McCoy, uh, about an hour west of Wisconsin Dells. is a huge training facility, 150,000 military trained there a year. And there's not good Wi-Fi, no good cell phone reception. So we provide Wi-Fi at our centers and on a mobile center to get it to the military so they can connect back with their job, connect back with their family, and, and stay connected. That's, that's one thing we hear after deployments and after they're gone training for a long time is – they, they don't know, service members don't know how to reconnect with their families. They've missed birthdays. They've missed, missed graduations. Their families has, has almost been working without them and they're a machine and they got to figure out where their place is. Uh, one father was telling me about how he came back. He was at his daughter's birthday party. And he didn't know what he should do. He, he didn't know where his place was. And uh, his daughter wrote him a note from uh, a package that USO had given him. And it was her diary that she had kept about it and it was talking about how she missed her dad and she didn't know how to talk to him and he just broke down crying because he realized that she was thinking the same thing that he was and so what we try to do is create events and opportunities so that they can stay connected so that that part of it isn't as hard so it's not that hard to overcome staying connected with their family and i i would venture to say that many people don't even think of that piece you know that that uh, about the families back home that are come you know, not only at Christmas time, but all throughout, like you said, for a birthday or an anniversary or, you know, it's important to keep them connected. Uh, you had mentioned, and it's worth repeating, that there are approximately a thousand active duty forces in Wisconsin with over 15,000 reserve forces. And although many military men and women would say that they are honored to serve, you know, we all understand that they're sacrificing so much. And as we've said, it's not just the individual serving who's sacrificing. It's also the family. So Wisconsin has military units, again, Josh, as you explained, in Ukraine, Afghanistan, and other places, all who have families back home that are waiting for them. And it's important for us to get a visual on that. So stay tuned to find out what some of the things USO is doing to keep them connected. Uh, we'll be back in a moment to explore that further. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG. Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking with Josh Sova, the Executive Director of uh, USO Wisconsin. So, Josh, you talked a little bit about it in the previous segment, but what are some of the other programs uh, that USO has in place for Wis those in Wisconsin and overseas? Sure. So we have about, in Wisconsin, we have about 100,000 times a service member comes into one of our centers or attends one of our programs every year. And 
it might be one of our centers at the airports. So in the Milwaukee and La Crosse airport, we have a center uh, where when military, military are traveling um, on mission or their family, it's a safe haven where they can get out from the rest of the group, relax, um, either unplug their mind or plug in their devices and really get a chance to, um, to recenter because um, military love being thanked by people, but when they're traveling in uniform, a lot of times the crowd will form and people want to say thank you and, um, and they, they don't know how and the service member just wants to go and relax because they, they're going to be traveling to two or three different airports. So we give them a chance to, again, go on our Wi-Fi, use our phones and connect with their family. Um, we're there for deployments and welcome homes. That's one of my favorite things to do is see a, a service member who um, hugged their baby and the baby's so young, you know, it's probably the first time they're hugging them. And, and you see this big Marine crying and sobbing because he gets to see his, his newborn baby and the spouse is happy to, to have her loved one again. And, um, and we're able to help make those moments uh, more relaxed, easier, and, and help them through that whole process. Um, we also have centers uh, when new recruits get processed here in Wisconsin, it's at the Milwaukee MEPS Center, the Military Entrance Processing Station. And so we have a center there to let uh, parents know, hey, here's what to expect when your, your child enters the military. Uh, they might not talk to you for a couple of weeks. When they do, it might sound a little different. Um, and then we let the, 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 service, the new service member, new, the new recruit say, hey, here's what to expect as you go through basic training. Keep an eye out for USOs. We're all over the world. Wherever you go, keep an eye out for us on your base or at airports or wherever you go. And the last place we have a, a, a couple centers is at Fort McCoy. So there's a, a giant training base here in Wisconsin. Uh, that where military from all branches of service come for these giant um, inner uh, trainings where it's thousands of service members from all branches and, and we're there to support them. Like I said earlier, we, we provide Wi-Fi, snacks, games, similar to what we do overseas so that they, when, they're not, when they're not training, they're relaxing, uh, they're able to connect to home and they're able to, to remember again what, what they're fighting for. Uh, so those are our centers that we have and then we also have programs. Uh, we're, we're doing something every day of the year, oftentimes twice, twice, a, uh, twice a day, where we have uh, a program at the zoo where we're doing uh, a, a hunt for Easter eggs, or we have a Christmas event uh, where we give out presents to military families who might not otherwise have a Christmas. And, and those are some of the best comments that we've gotten. We've gotten board members who have been hugged and said, we would not have had a Christmas if it wasn't for this event that you're doing right now. And our events are free to the service members and their families. It's a, it's, a, it's a comforting environment because it's only military. It's other branches, so you get that back and forth between the different branches of who's the best. But it's, it's a relaxing environment for them. Uh, and so other events that we do, I mentioned the baby shower earlier. Uh, we also do uh, events with local sports teams. We have a Brewers Military Appreciation Day. Uh, where, and then we also honor a service member at each Brewers game where they get to stand up and represent all the military out there who are overseas and the crowd gets to stand up and say, thank you for everything you do. And, um, and, and really remember that there's people out there who are making sacrifices for us every day. Because until I worked with the USO, I didn't think about every day how there's people putting their lives on the line for us and they have families back home. And now every time I wake up, I'm, I'm just thankful that there's people out there that are, that are putting themselves in dangerous positions for my freedom. And I think you're, you're not alone in, in that regard. I think, um, unfortunately... Uh, people are not, that's not foremost in their mind, knowing that, you know, someone paid a price for the freedom that, that we have. And so 
I love whenever I'm at a, some kind of event out in the community where they will stop whatever they're doing and recognize those that have served in some way. It's, it's important. It's important that we do that. And it's important that our kids remember, you know, um, the uh, uh, Memorial Day and, and Veterans Day. And th those are not just like uh, just free days to just go and, and enjoy. You want, they're, they're there for a reason. You want to make sure that you're recognizing what it is that we're celebrating, right? Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. So I often ask nonprofits this question, and I'm curious to know how you would respond to the call to action. What would you say is your call to action at USO Wisconsin? Sure. So everybody sees the USO um, supporting military. If you ask somebody you know who's serving in the military, they'll always have some story that they want to talk about with the USO. They'll vouch for what USO does if you've never heard of us. And, and so it's not always those welcome homes that we're doing. Um, one great thing that we've done is we've had a, a service member who was overseas and wanted to come home early and surprise his family. And, and we were able to make that happen at a Brewers game and on his son's birthday. And to, to see that family's reaction showed that whole stadium uh, why USO does what we do. Uh, and there's a number of other things uh, where we're able to really go out and show people what we do. And, but we can only do that because we have volunteers. There's a lifeblood of our organization. We have volunteers throughout the state of Wisconsin uh, going to deployments and welcome homes, helping put together care packages. Um, it, and, and they're the ones who are letting us know, too. I have a loved one who's overseas, and, and that's how we found out. We got a service, a group who was over in Afghanistan, and they were able to uh, take a video of themselves saying, go Brewers. We showed that video at the stadium during the playoffs, got their families to the game. And so they're able to keep that connection with their family members at that game and see their loved one on the big screen. So we need volunteers to, to help us in the centers, help us in the programs and, and put together um, all those little things that need to get done for it to work. Uh, the other thing is we need donations. We're a 501c3 like every other nonprofit. A lot of people think that uh, we're part of the military and we're not. We're, we rely on the community to, to support us. So we do fundraisers throughout the year. We, we, we try to solicit funds from corporations, but it really takes the individuals to go out there and, and help us keep everything going, keep the lights on, and, and to be able to do these huge events for the military and, and thank them in a meaningful way. Okay. Well, the question uh, that uh, is in is different for every nonprofit, obviously, but worth asking is, what are you doing now in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic? How are things looking different for your nonprofit? Sure, so we've had to pivot to help support military in a different way. So uh, the National Guard especially are being asked to go out and help with the COVID-19 testing they're being asked to support the community in different ways where there's people that aren't able to work um, because they're sick or they're not able to. So the National Guard is going on doing those jobs. And so we're, we're sending supplies, uh, food, snacks, games, whatever we can do to help them when they're taken away from home because they have to drop at a moment's notice and leave. Uh, we provide toiletry package. Uh, there's military station at hotels away from home. Um, and it's a scary time for their families to go through this. And now they have their loved one is gone out on the front lines trying to help. 
there was a medical unit uh, from Wisconsin that uh, trained here in Milwaukee for a week and then went to a high risk area in New Jersey. And so we just dropped off a van load of, of soft drinks and energy drinks and, and protein bars and games uh, while they were here training just so that they knew, hey, our community supports you. Wisconsin wants to take care of our military. We want to let them know that we appreciate everything they're doing. So the, the other side of the COVID-19 is we're trying to do some virtual programming for the families at home. Because a lot of times they have a loved one who's overseas and with kids, it can be a lot to handle. I have three kids of my, my own and I, I can't imagine doing it without my spouse. So we're doing a lot of um, activities, art programs, science programs, virtual tours, trivia, um, movies where they can interact with each other, um, anything to let them know that they're not alone and that even if their extended families in another state or somewhere else, they got their USO family here to look out for them. Uh, and, and then we're also, we're also sewing masks for military at Fort McCoy because they, the military were mandated from the beginning to have to wear masks every day uh, while on base. And so they need multiple masks. So our volunteers went from sewing bears for, for children with deployed parents to sewing these masks to keep them safe. Wonderful. Thank you to those volunteers, right? So lots of information you shared today. Uh, we're not able to cover everything, but we're here to plant a, a mustard seed, as we say. So if someone out there is interested in getting involved, how would they do that? Where would they go for more information? Sure. The best place to go is to our website. Uh, it's USO Wisconsin. Uh, you can go to wi.uso.org or just Google USO Wisconsin. We have a, a very uh, elaborate Facebook page, USO of Wisconsin where we post programs and ways that people can volunteer or donate. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Josh, for being with us today. Um, I want to thank, thank you so much. This is great. You are welcome. Uh, I want to thank both my guests today, Tom Buck, civilian chair of the Milwaukee Armed Services Committee, and you, Josh Sova, executive director of USO Wisconsin. Thank you both for sharing your passion and your desire to offer support in a number of ways for our military men and women. Thank you all for being here today. I also want to thank you, uh, send a thank you, as I said before, it bears repeating, um, to thank all the men and women who are currently serving or have served to protect our country and our freedom. I read a quote recently that said, America without her soldiers would be like God without his angels. So thank you for being our angels. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you would like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to learn more about some great people and nonprofits doing great things in our community. You can either tune in on AM 1130 or you can go to News Talk 1130 on your computer or your tablet, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. You can visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. So I hope you found the information we shared today helpful as far as how you can use your passion and your purpose to help others in some way. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a wonderful Sunday.